Oh Lord, let this time bear fruit of your will and love. With that, um, welcome to the podcast of the Willfully Creation Studio. I am a willful woman who wants to be a wondrous uh, biblical wife. And man, apparently that is harder than one would have thought. It's not easy. It goes against um, some of our natural... Well, not natural, but like how society is telling us to be one way. And we're going to get the best fruit out of our marriage and our relationships if we go at things uh, God's way. So it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me, anyway. And I'm going to talk to you about the journey of trying to make it. Uh, I'm not faking it until I make it. (laughs) I'm I'm not very good at it. But I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to... Uh, take Bible verses, apply them to myself, and see how I can work on um, changing things up. Uh, I really liked this verse um, recently in Second John 1, 6. It says, And love means living the way that God commanded us to live. As you have heard from the beginning, His command is this live a life of love, right? And so I actually like wrote this in like from different versions. Um, I love looking at the different versions and just the little changes that are there. And so a different version says, this is love that we might live according to his commands. This is the commandment that you have heard from the beginning, live in love. And then again, it says, love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another, just as, just as you have heard from the beginning. Uh, I like that one. I kind of stopped there because I was like, yeah, it says love one another. Not like live a life of love. It's like, you know, he's commanded us to love one another. And we've heard that. Oh, I've heard that. Hopefully you've heard that. Yeah, I've heard it now. <laughs> um, and... Not to say that we don't, or that I don't love my husband. I do love my husband. But I'm choosing to love him the way that I want to love him, instead of the way that God has designed me to love him. That's kind of the problem. Um, In our recent arguments, or um, just more recently, if I get kind of like testy anyway, our three-year-old would be like, he'll come over and be like, okay, mom, like, stop, be quiet, you know? So it's like totally telling me what's been on my heart so much of my marriage. Um, I need to stop talking so much. <laughs> That's why I'm talking to you guys. Um, I'm trying to get it all out of my head here so I don't have to, like, say so much of it in an argument with my husband. Um, you know? He's telling me to stop talking. He doesn't tell his dad to stop talking. He tells me to stop talking. You know, we're talking. He can tell, like, we're having heated talking. And uh, he doesn't like that. We'll we'll end up moving or changing up the situation to try to talk again later. But um, he doesn't like hearing us being heated or getting into an argument. And I can understand that. That's no fun. It's no fun for anyone. Awkward, uncomfortable, rude. But um, I really get uh, just 
the spirit is telling me that I need to be quiet in my marriage. (laughs) And uh, I am not easily obedient to that idea because it kind of goes against like what we would tell young women now, right? Uh, I'm not that young anymore, but, but just the idea, you you know, like I was raised like, oh, this is going to be my teammate and uh, we're going to share all of our ideas together and our thoughts, going to share all our thoughts. Like that's just, you know, and um, we're going to listen to each other. And, you know, I really think that we've made it that husbands are supposed to end up being like our best gal pals or something. And it's just not that way. Uh, Or it's not for me. And so I really get spoken to with this verse that, uh, um, first Thessalonians four eleven through 12, it says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands. Then people who are not believers will respect the way that you live and you will not need to depend on others. It's like, Ooh, you know, the part that's talking to me is quiet life. That's really saying, like, you know, I I understand it can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But I've been hearing that quiet part. I've been hearing that I'm not supposed to be talking so much. It's been, um, you know, it drags on. This moment of tension in our life can go for hours and hours and hours because I have so much to say. And I want to be able to talk it out. I want to be able to get to the place where... I understand where you're coming from and you understand where I'm coming from and you accept where I'm coming from is different from where you're coming from. Like, I, I don't know. It sounds crazy to say it out loud in a moment. That's not the argument. Like it just seems so right in the argument. And that's just part of like being led the wrong way. <clears throat> but that's because it says Proverbs ten nineteen says too much talk leads to sin. Um, And then it says after that, so it says too much talk leads to sin, be sensible and keep your mouth shut. And then it should be like Andrea right at the end. She'll be like, too much talk leads to sin, be sensible and keep your mouth shut, Andrea. (laughs) And I do not know why I cannot do that. I really need to just make that my main, uh, like verse, life verse, um, because our, our fights aren't really so much fights as like just a lot of me talking out so much, talking, talking out ideas, talking out how I see things. It's just building. I can see that it's like, it's a weight on my husband, um, who, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm not trying to say like, you know, uh, he couldn't stand to hear a talk. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I'm justifying my sin now. Anyways, um, but it's just so much stuff in my head and, uh, I don't know. I really need to focus on it, but, uh, moving on to second Corinthians 10, five is the next verse that I've written down. Like after that, we demolish arguments and every pre- pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Well, I don't know about you, but I sure don't do that. I really, 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 I've known that for a long time. I heard, I heard that verse for the first time, um, as an adult person, 
many years ago. I don't think I was married yet. Might have been. Gosh, the years just shoved together. <laughs> um, but I do not take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's exactly like why I moved on to this really quickly from the other verse. Because I don't keep my mouth shut because I'm letting out. I'm, I'm talking out all my thoughts, my my fears or my thoughts or how this could go or, you know, why this hurts me and, you know, that kind of stuff. And just making um, some of our fights and arguments kind of like up bigger than than they need to be. That if I were just quiet and I held back my thoughts um, and gave the Lord my fears and my thoughts and, you know, make my thoughts obedient to Christ. It's not obedient to Christ. It, it shouldn't exist and it shouldn't continue. And that really talks about the power of our thoughts, really. Like, we all have negative thoughts. We all have overwhelming thoughts. We all have... Uh, anxious thoughts we all have these thoughts just non-stop thoughts running around in our head and this says that we need to take every thought um take captive every thought and make it obedient to christ um i just i think that that is not a cultural idea that we have any kind of concept of doing because basically we live by our, our thoughts and our, our thoughts create our feelings and we're living based on our feelings instead of being like, Hey, thoughts shut down, you know, actually that's hilarious because I just thought of, uh, a little TikTok right now. I, I'm trying to like have a little Christian presence on TikTok, although I have two accounts and one of them is my I play along with TikTok. <laughs> That's terrible. But um that would be great because there's a there's like a thoughts be gone. I'm a man of God kind of thing. Um it's funny, you should look it up. <laughs> I think Twitter not Twitter, sorry, TikTok is hilarious. <laughs> But it's kind of like my life. I have a lot of uh, songs in my head all the time. And I'll make little like dances. They're part of my life. Or sayings. Um, you know. That go along with those words. Whenever I say those words in that order. They come out as a song. And they have a little dance. And that's kind of what it feels like TikTok is too. Now my husband sat listening to it last night. And, and then I was like dancing the dances that go along with them with the little like clips like while I was listening to him watch it was pretty funny I don't know. not so funny for you funnier for me okay I get it <laughs> uh, I drew a picture and uh, actually drew a couple of pictures about this like holding our thoughts captive because I was just going to kind of say, like, imagine, like, this is just, this is something we really need to lean into the Lord with, with I need to lean into the Lord with, because this is hard to do. My, my thoughts felt like, you know, holding a balloon, right, while balancing a bird on my hand, 
and trying to catch a frog that's jumping out of my hand, like, in the same hand, you know, and holding some, um, I call, you know, dandelions, I call them wishes, so like holding some wishes, trying to keep captive a cloud and a butterfly, and the frog is like full on jumping and, and a balloon, and uh, that's what it's like, it, this is, this is something beyond our understanding to do, to hold, to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Um, but it's important to do because it says in Proverbs 4.23, more than anything, you guard, protect your mind for life flows from it. Um, I like this one because it says mind. If you read other verses, it often says heart. But we all know that our heart is really our mind. It's not really our, like, beating muscle that pumps blood through our bodies. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. So that's 23, Proverbs 4, 23. And then I actually have 24 written down too. So it says, have nothing to do with a corrupt mouth. Keep devious lips far from you. Uh, that's hard. I cuss a lot. Not on here. Because, you know, <laughs> trying hard not to. But, uh, man, I cuss a lot. I cuss so much. And I need to stop. Like, I'll use, I'll use words that don't need to be used. I've realized recently, like, I've made it part of my language so often that I just, I'm not angry or worked up just saying stuff. And then I'll say it, like, in front of my three-year-old. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's right around the corner that he's going to say these words. And then, you know, with my, with other young kids that I've been with, like, as growing up, we just say, those are adult words. But, you know what, they don't need to be Andrea's words either. And... That might be speaking to different people different ways because having a corrupt mouth, you could be gossiping about somebody or speaking malice or, you know, there's a lot of ways. And, uh, well, you know, gossip, that's another whole, a whole nother rabbit hole. I don't know that the gossip is affecting my marriage the same way, but it's just definitely a different place where it's so American culture for women to sit around and talk and talk about what they know about other people that it, it it's like we've accepted we've accepted gossip as like a part of life and or not even I don't even know I don't know what to say about it really it's another thing that I'm trying to work on I try to catch myself before and then sometimes I realize I catch myself in like oh gosh we've started gossiping and then I don't know how to appropriately, like, stop without sounding like, you know, a Bible jerk. That sounds wrong, too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't write down the other version, but I have Proverbs 4.23 written down again. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Um, you know, and that was the one that was more than anything you guard guard your mind for life flows from it. And I really do like, I do like this verse. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. And I do. Um, 
and we need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And uh, that's a really powerful, magical verse. As you think you are. What? That's amazing. But, you know, I mean, that's, I like to say a little, uh, a little ditty when I talk to people about being creative, right? I'm like, we are made in God's image and God created us. So by being creative, that's part of us being in God's image, right? Like, that's definitely in that sentence of God created man, we're made in his image. In that sentence, you can get from that, that you will be able to be creative in some kind of way. Because that's his direct image that's said in that sentence. Um, but we know that like God think, thought things into existence, and that's the way that it is. We also have that power for ourselves. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Um, that's your life right there as you think. So we need to like take captive our thoughts that are not obedient to Christ. And we need to be careful what we think because our thoughts run our life. Because they, they, what are, what we think we become, right? It's part of like reaping what we sow, um, Sow a thought and reap an action. I, I think this is a kind of like watch your thoughts. Be, they become your words and your words, actions, actions, habits, habits, character, character, destiny. Uh, there's a there's a little saying. I think it's longer than that, you know, but your thoughts become your words. Um, my thoughts become my words in my um, argument and fights with my husband. And uh, I need to keep my mouth shut because not everything that I'm saying out loud are obedient thoughts. Um, they're not obedient to Christ. A lot of times I'll get like way overwhelmed. I'll talk about, uh, you know, just, just so many fears, fears of like the end of our marriage, especially now that we have a child and like, I don't want things like this to happen and I don't want to get to that place where I'm so overwhelmed. We can't live together anymore, but I'm just, I'm letting the moment get away from me. Right now, I don't have any of those feelings. We were kind of, I was testy yesterday. It was the beginning of my uh, monthly cycle yesterday, or the end of my monthly cycle, whichever way. Um, <laughs> and I was really kind of um, a jerk yesterday. Not on purpose, just not connected and a little bit um, easily hurt. And, uh, I don't know. It just was. I forgot why I was telling you that. <laughs> but my thoughts have become my words. The things that I'm saying out loud. And they're becoming my actions without getting checked. They need to get checked at the door. At thoughts. You know? Before they become words in my life. Before they become actions in my life. Before they become habits. I have a regular habit of going almost to the exact same uh, hole um, in the 
hurtful thoughts and feelings that I share with my husband. They feel really real to me at the time, but they're hurtful for him to hear in such a real way. And I haven't taken care of them. I'm not checking them. You know, I'm not remembering that I have to be careful what I think because my thoughts run my life. They, I, we don't really realize how much the Bible is basically saying things like manifestation is a real thing. Like we can, you know, manifest our thoughts and that will become what our life is. That's, that's what this is telling us. For as you think you are, you know, and what you think, you, like your thoughts run your life. And, uh, those, those verses really kind of tell us, like, we can put a lot more energy into what we're thinking. Of course, we're, we're told <clears throat> to make sure that there, our thoughts are obedient to Christ. So I think we could, we could just, uh, think ourselves right off of a cliff or we could think ourselves, um, in a way that we're building up. Which actually, I feel like I have enough time to go into my next idea. Because this is what I'm, I'm getting from this, is this really cool idea. I'm often thinking about vision boards. I'm a very visual person. Or changing visuals in a way. Um, so that I can work on this manifestation. Right? I want to be able to like cause my thoughts to run my life but I want to work on my thoughts, right? And I want to be able to like be ahead of my angry thoughts or my hurt thoughts that'll come later. I want to just start um, speaking life into my mind, right? And uh, because for as I think, so am I, so is he. Um, I don't know. So it's like what I sow into this relationship will become the destiny of this relationship. I need to stop myself from talking so much. Um, and I need to be sensible and keep my mouth shut <laughs> about sharing some of my negative dark sides. And I need to start in being sensible and keeping my mouth shut, speaking positive things, uh, talking the good stuff. And, um, you know, I, I would like to... I'm trying to be very, uh, I don't know the right word either. Um, I'm trying to make sure that I, I recognize and pick up my own weight in this relationship and our arguments. But a lot of my mind really focuses on that. If, um, if he didn't make the same mistakes and if he didn't do what he's doing, you know, I wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so then I was realizing, like, I need to start changing my mind to how I'm thinking about my husband, right? I got to change my thoughts so I can change my words, so I can change my actions and my attitudes. And I need to align, I need to align that with what is true and good, um, this kind of got me into a place where I was looking at wisdom a lot. Um, I started going into Proverbs some more. And like before Proverbs becomes like those cute little one-liners earlier in Proverbs, um, like Proverbs 9 
says, if you rebuke a mocker, you will only get a smart retort. Yes, he will snarl at you. So don't bother with him. He will only hate you for trying to help him. But a wise man, when rebuked, will love you all the more. Teach a wise man, and he will be the wiser. Teach a good man, and he will learn more. For the reverence and fear of God are basic to all wisdom. Knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. Um, I, wisdom, will make the hours of your day more profitable and the years of your life more fruitful. Wisdom is its own reward. And if you scorn her, you hurt only yourself. Um, so that is Proverbs 9, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Right? Uh, I, I read from the Living Bible. It reads more like a regular book, um, which I've always really liked. And uh, that's the, yeah, the Living Bible. Um so it'll read a little bit differently in a more typical Bible, but I really like that. I get the same idea from it, that the way to respond to a wise person is with more, you know, you give them more of your energy and you give them more of your thoughts and your insights so that you can build onto the future. Uh, but, but you don't give that to somebody who's not wise. And, uh, not to be like the pot calling the kettle black, but I do feel like my husband could grow in some wisdom. And I think that's kind of what I'm hitting here. I'm trying to give him so much of my insights and my thoughts so he can build and be better. And it's something that just hurts him and makes him upset and it makes him feel you know, judged, it makes him, he's just not ready for, for those things. It hurts his feelings to hear how wrong so much could be. Um, I think something like that, but I realized, okay, so what I need to, to be really focusing my mind on is the wisdom that my husband does have and where he is wise and just really manifestation, manifesting wisdom. What I'm working on now for that is a different kind of physical writing, drawing, um, where like right now I'm laying down the groundwork to, which will become a growing tree. Right. And I'm just saying like, I'm, as the ground, I'm just writing the words again and again, right. Drawing a picture with words. No, no lines, just a, a drawing of like, here's the ground and making a, a layer of ground to have a tree grow out of. And it says, my husband is, is wise and, you know, wise and empathetic and honest. And Lorenzo is wise. That's my husband's name. And, uh, you know, like, oh, how wisdom suits Lorenzo. You know, and wisdom suits you. Ah, the wisdom that I pray for. And like, oh, Lord, thank you for my wise husband. A husband that uh, loves you and is 
learning to fear you. <clears throat> and I pray wisdom for Lorenzo. So just again and again, I'm just really trying to make my mind. Every time I see this, I come and I write some more to the ground. It, it took me several days to just, I didn't want to be overly redundant and just do it in one sitting. But in several days, I have come back to it, making my mind come back to it. Not when I'm angry at him, just when I'm really kind of focusing on like, um, refreshing my mind that, uh, you know, Lorenzo is wise and thanking the Lord for the wisdom that he has already given my husband and the growth that we are going to get, um, being thankful for it already, you know, in, in faith. And then I realized like yesterday, um, you know, when I was kind of, I was telling you guys that I was kind of sassy and, uh, a little, a little hard to be with him and, and just not connected. You know, I just really saw his eyes when I was talking to him. He just wanted to love me. I'm going on a trip. I'm leaving actually today. I've been gone for, we'll be apart for like a month. And he was just like, I just am going to miss you. And I love you. And like, why are you mad at me right now? Please stop talking to me like that. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I didn't stop yesterday. I just kind of had my own little thing. I mean, eventually I did, but I didn't stop in that moment that I saw that. And as I'm writing today and I'm finishing off this groundwork about make Lorenzo wise beyond my understanding, the spirit spoke to me that maybe he is, maybe he is wiser than I can understand in ways that I don't understand because he sure does love me like, uh, I kind of have to understand the Bible verse to know, like, we're supposed to love the Lord like children. You know, like, he loves me like a child. He loves me so just easily for him, you know. And he just wants simple things. And my mind is so complex. That's what's making this whole relationship more complex. Like, you know, like money. <laughs> You can't just go spend the money and have us all be friends when you get home and that kind of stuff, you know, like, and like spend outside of our budget that we discussed and agreed on. And he's like, wants to just be able to continue like hugging and loving and spending time laughing together, which is sweet. So he has a wisdom about him. He is loving me with this like child, like, um, you know, love and there is a wisdom to that because the Bible says for us to love like that, right? We'll love the Lord like that. And he is loving me like Christ loves the church. I don't know. We'll see. But I just felt like touched by that moment. Like, oh, you know, he has wise parts. You know, it's like just, just praying that wisdom overflow and grow in our home. You know, and just be the Lord's wisdom and not us leaning on our own understanding. Part of the reason why I'm talking so much is because I do have a lot of leaning on my own understanding. I have a lot of like insights and thoughts and things that connect. And I always want to be able to share that with him and have the same magic happen to his mind that just happened with mine. And I just think that this relationship is different than that. We're not in that place and that it's going to be okay. And the Lord is going to grow my husband in wisdom because I'm putting this stuff down and I'm believing these thoughts, right? I, for as, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So I was just writing wisdom, 
but now I'm seeing wisdom. So I'm not just faking it till I make it kind of thing. Like it's, it, it didn't take long before it became a true thing, you know, to be able to see real, uh, manifestation of, of, of wisdom. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. You know, I, I don't want to think negative things and I don't want to think about the things that I'm afraid of and fear. I am being careful to think about wisdom and wisdom said, you know, said to us in this other verse, right? I wisdom will make the hours of your day more profitable and the years of your life more fruitful. I, I hear money in that right away, but really the hours of my day with my husband, I want to be more profitable to the years of my life. You know, I don't want to be like, we're 12 years into married now. And I really thought we would be different by this point. I want to stay married. I want to be able to understand each other more. And I want to get a profit from my time together with him. Um, that is fruitful and warm and us working together more. Uh, so I think that really focusing on wisdom, believing in wisdom, uh, taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ will help me not talk so much <laughs> to him in those moments. I'll talk to you instead. <laughs> will help me not talk and overwhelm him so I can be more sensible and keep my mouth shut. Living my quiet life, right? Minding my own business. I got plenty of stuff to work on. I really don't need to focus on his and unloading on him. I have my own things. This being one of them, really. Um, and and working with my hands. I like working with my hands. I told you guys how I like drawing and I'm and writing um, all kinds of you know, making, I love sewing right now. I'm making one of those like old rugs. My grandma had one where it was like a braided pattern that was like swirled up in a swirl. And apparently you just make that out of like old t-shirts. I didn't know that. I always loved my grandma having those rugs. So I'm taking some old shirts that we had that had some holes in them and, you know, making them into some rugs for our space. That sounds exciting. Um, if you end up listening to this and I don't know you personally, reach out. Let me know what you're making, what um, keeps you sane, what keeps you from uh, not talking too much, <laughs> what helps you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I would love to hear about that and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.